You know, we have a lot of kids at Columbus State. We have a lot of kids that enter the job force. And that's important that, that they can do that. It's important for all kids to do it. But kids that need more support, it's important that Carla and I and our community partners step in and help make sure that we take them to the end of our road with them. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I'm your host and chief goddess of the PASS Foundation, Annalise Corbin. We know the current model for education is obsolete. It was designed to create fleets of assembly line workers, not the thinkers and problem solvers needed today. We've seen the innovations that are possible within education, and it's our goal to leave the box behind and reimagine what education can look like in your own backyard. Welcome to today's episode of Learning Unboxed. As always, super excited about the conversations that we get to have with amazing educators doing innovative and creative things out in our communities. And joining us today, we have two guests. We have Don Heidelman and Carla Heggie, um, who are coming to us to talk with us about a program called Be the One. Um, since 2015, Be the One program has been at, impacting at-risk students attending Walnut Ridge High School and more recently Lyndon McKinley High School, both um, in the Central Ohio region, by aiding the students in improving both their lives and the lives of those around them. This program works through relationship building and service programs as leaders are initializing a force to create an everlasting ripple that will positively affect the lives of students and their communities at large. So ladies, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having Hi. us. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to talk about this. Social emotional learning and the needs of students and community is um, a lot of conversation these days in a post-pandemic, if we even can safely call it that, and I'm not sure, world uh, that we are now living in. Um, so, you know, I'm super excited about the work that you're doing. And so Dawn, how about um, give us the sort of 100,000 foot overview about what, what this program is, and then let's just to kind of dive right into some of the specifics. Yeah, I think um, it started in 2015 with, with a student having an extreme trauma. Um, and, you know, I think we've all had traumas in our lives and we get a lot of support for the first week, two weeks, and then everybody goes back to their normal lives and you're left with that trauma. Um, same thing happened with this student and, um, you know, just the realization that more needs to be done. We need to um, find those kids that have the extreme traumas. We need to uh, give them scaffolding of support. And it needs to be long-term. Um, it doesn't just happen for a week or a month and they don't overcome some of these adverse experiences that children have. Kaiser Permanente says there's 10 things that can happen to a child. It's called an ACEs survey. There's 10 things that can happen in a child's life, and those are predictors for future heart attack, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, incarceration, uh, suicide attempts. But they also say if there's one trusted adult that intercedes, they can change those odds. And uh, so that's the, the overview of what the program hopes to do. Um, and Carla and I know that we can be that one trusted adult um, and, and it's not just us. We, we um, have snagged multiple community partners, Nationwide 
Children's Hospital and um, Columbus Public Health, uh, Communities for New Direction, um, various speakers, Harmony Project. Um, and we, we are the tunnel in to these students. We have the students, they have the expertise. And so the platform is as a community um, of experts, can we undergirth these traumas and support the kids and change the trajectory of, of their lives, really? Yeah. And it's. I think that one of the keys, I'm assuming, and correct me please if I'm wrong, but one of the key components here is that as, as the teachers, as the leaders, if you will, within the actual school setting where these students are, you hold the relationship, right? And that's really key because one of the things that we know is getting services where services are often needed the most. Sometimes those services don't stick because there's no relationship involved. Right. I think once a week for an hour, although, you know, I'm no therapist and either is Carla, but once a week for an hour sometimes doesn't allow for the vulnerability that's necessary to go through growth and change. Um, you know, Carla, I think you can speak to the relationship building. She's fabulous at building relationships with kids that often don't want to build those with right, adults. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think often what happens is I think a lot of why do teachers get into education? I think it's because they want to educate English, math or whatever. But I think uh, most teachers are all about, you know, building relationships with kids. And when the bell rings, you've got kids who rotate in your room and they just want to talk for a minute and you're trying to solve the world's problems in those five minutes that you have in between classes. And then boop, the bell rings and you got to scoot them back off into the next class that they're they're going to learn in and you know it's difficult to learn when when you've got um other things that are going on in your world that you know you can't fix and solve in 5 minutes so being able to have kids for an hour a day and and just being able to um recharge, reset, and help kids to be able to um, decompress and talk about things and and build community. I think a, a lot of kids think that Be The One is like that, that class in their day that doesn't feel like a class. It feels like a family. And to be able to tap into that daily, I think, is really good for yeah. them. Yeah. And so one of the things that I know that folks that are listening to this are going to be wondering, so let's just get it off the table really quickly, is um, because this is, um, as I understand it, this is an elective course um, that focuses on SEL. And we're going to get into some of those key five intervention areas that you focus on um, in this program here in a, in a moment. But do the kids, the students who are participating, is it credit? Credit bearing does it somehow translate back into for we we are talking about um, you know schools in Central Ohio, um, so Ohio high school graduation or how does it how is it really structured? Because I know folks are like, okay, this is cool, but how do we incorporate it into some of the existing work that we have happening? So can one of you address that question? Yeah, I think there's there's a curriculum. We wrote a curriculum in 2017 with Marguerite Jade. Um, and she really assisted in curriculum writing because, again, uh, we can't be an expert at everything. And, and Carla and I are, I think, very talented in working with the kids and, and uh, finding ways to make the kids vulnerable and grow and, and build community. Um, so there is a curriculum. They get an elective credit, 7th through 12th grade. Um, in Columbus City Schools, you actually also need 120 hours of community service hours to graduate. 
And so they get authentic service hours as well. So the first year in the program, they get an elective credit and then they, they earn more than 120 community service hours. And so they get a credit for completing that. As Ohio high school, uh, as Ohio high schools are changing and Department of Ed are changing, there is something called a seal um, that goes on diplomas and we are definitely looking at how to transition to make sure that we are providing the requirements, which we think we already are. We think it's more of a managerial and office type thing to make sure that the program gets the child a seal so they can have that seal for graduation. Carla, do you have to put in on that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is one of the seals is a community service seal. So they will be getting that. So not unlike, you know, you have band every year, um, you can have be the one every year. And a lot of kids want that support, that ongoing support. It's not, you know, like a, a one year and done, though some some kids find that it doesn't fit on their schedule the next year. And they're really sad about it not fitting on. But um, ideally, if it, it is a continued support and they get elective credit <clears throat> for four years or or six in the mm-hmm. event that they're doing it seven through 12th grade. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. And I just want when I first um, received the information about this program, that was one of the things that I was most intrigued about. Because so often, you know, you use the example of band or choir, orchestra, you know, those types of things. Kids kids will often stick with them through through middle school, through high school. But you don't see programs like this, right, that that are serving a really different, in, in very internal, very deliberate, very... Um, personalized um, program to a student year after year after year. I find that incredibly intriguing. And I can only imagine how beneficial that is to students. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if we really identify the kids that are in need, you know, if you think of IEPs, you know, uh, education plan, um, they don't graduate from that. You know, they don't move on without the support. And if we really identify the kids that, um, are lacking the support or have the traumas and have higher level of cortisol and, and, you know, have different situations that are trying as a teenager, then those don't just get better. You know, I had a child in um, foster care and everything that went around her being in foster care, she was in foster care from 11 to 18. And so, you know, the level of support that she received couldn't just end at the end of her sophomore year. And I, I also compare it to, um, I think a lot about a sports team when I think of Be The One. Um, you know, that that you learn your freshman year and your sophomore year or your first year and your second year, and then you become leaders the third year and the fourth year. You become captains. And so we have kids that, you know, um, become captains of the program, really. Um, and we want to take them to their ultimate goal of graduation, walking across the stage, wearing the cap and gown, and then having postgraduate plans. You know, we have a lot of kids at Columbus State. We have a lot of kids that enter the job force. And that's important that that they can do that. It's important for all kids to do it. But kids that need more support, it's important that Carla and I and our community partners step in and help make sure that we take them to the end of our road with them. Yeah, absolutely. That's fabulous. Carla, can you share with our listeners some of the nuts and bolts of how the 
um, how the program actually works. So it's an elective program. Uh, I assume the kids come every day. Um, you have five key intervention areas, but how? What, what does it actually look like on the day-to-day? You have a curriculum, so there's, there's, there's a roadmap for it. But what is, what is the experience for the child um, and, quite frankly, the experience for the teacher as well? Well, I mean, we we build in for the week. We have uh, community service that mm-hmm. we build into Mondays mm-hmm. and do check-ins with, with our peeps and j- just do community building and community service. Um, and, and then they know what, what to expect the rest of the week. On Tuesday, we have community for new direction. On Wednesdays, we really enjoy a lot because we have speakers who come in on Wednesdays and the students really enjoy Wednesday a lot. On Thursdays, we have Nationwide Children who comes in. And on Fridays, we have um, Columbus Public Health who come in. And these are, you know, become family too. And they look forward to seeing um, and hearing voices that are outside of um, Heidemann and myself who are kind of echoing the same kind of things that we talk about with them that, that come into the room and speak with them and build that community too. And uh, we like to get outside of the building when, when possible to do community service outside of the building, like going to the Linden Rec with the young people. And um, so that's kind of how the week works, um, doing community service. Uh, for example, just the other day, we built in some community service time, um, writing just kindness cards to um, someone um, at Ohio State who has been struggling. And so the kids do that, did that on Friday while the middle schooler uh, middle schoolers were away skating. So that's just kind of how the week works. Um, Heidemann, you want to chime in on that? Yeah, I think, um, and we try to really keep a pulse on what's happening in the world. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, uh, for Christmas, we know opening Christmas gifts is very, very important. We actually got a donation from Nationwide Children's Hospital that um, was T-shirts, like a buyout T-shirt. And they all had college logos. The problem was they ranged in size from a youth medium to a 3X. And so we kind of held on to those till we decided a very meaningful um, project. We found every, every child deserves a chance. It's a foster care agency. And um, for Christmas, we taught the kids how to wrap Christmas gifts. They selected two same-size shirts. They wrote a kindness note, a book, and a pair of sunglasses because we received those as a donation as well. And they wrapped gifts and gave them to this agency, 200 gifts for foster children. Um, And so we don't always know what our service projects are going to be, but we really tie, tie it in. We've had kids say, you know, did you hear about blank? You know, well, well, let's do something about that. The honor flight for the veterans. Um, we've made blankets for the honor flight. Uh, as it starts to get cold, we like to do service projects for the homeless. Um, and, and it's really important. It's really important to do projects not deemed by Carla and I, but deemed by what the children are experiencing. So some of our children have experienced homelessness, and it's important to give them a platform to give back to the very shelters that provided for them when they are at their greatest need. Um, and so that, yeah, I, and I think our speakers, same thing. There are a lot of people in the world that look a lot like, more like our students that maybe are younger than Carla and I, um, and and really offer opportunities 
um, to discuss how they have overcome obstacles. So we really try to find, um, you know, girls that had babies in high school and how they still graduated, um, people that have, um, you know, encountered homelessness or, or foster care or, you know, maybe didn't have family support or transfer, you know, moved out of their favorite school or had an injury and couldn't play sports. And so what does that look like for kids at the time? It feels devastating. So we bring adults in that have gone through those experiences to let them know that you come out the other end. Okay. And, and here's some things I can guide you to make it better. Yeah. I think one of the other things that really intrigues me about the work that you're both doing and the way this program has structured out is, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, at the same time you're treating and working on trauma, you are teaching such incredible life skills and not just practical life skills, the day-to-day, how do you do a thing, but you're you're actually also teaching a lot about what it means to be human, right? There's this there's this humanity component to the work that you ladies are doing. And I just have got to say, bravo. That mm. is such a rare thing. We get so focused as educators on the content and the, you know, the deliverables that, that, you know, for the requirements to get us through that sometimes we forget to help the kids along the way to figure out what the heck that content has to do with them or how could they make a meaningful contribution based on the knowledge they're gaining and they have. And you're giving them both the practical skills, the letter writing, the compassion, the empathy, the caring about others in a meaningful way that honestly, that's just, it's remarkable. And and, and um, yeah, just, I hope that everybody who's listening is cheering uh, with me at the same time because wow, I love that. Um, that is remarkable. Well, and can I, can I add in there, yeah. um, you know, as we go throughout the week, what Carla didn't mention is hugs. I mean, we hug and we hug and we hug. I mean, kids come for hugs. Yeah. I've, you know, I've seen kids stand in the room waiting for Carla, like, you're dismissed. And, and they look at her like, where's my hug? And and they hug each other. We actually had a child last year whose mother died. And um, he came to school the next day. And he came for the hugs and for the support. And once he allowed us to tell the other kids what he was going through, because they noticed something was off they hugged him too. You know what I mean? And so you break through that, um, you know, that you don't have to go life alone. We can go life together. And that although you feel like your trauma is only you and you're the only one in the world suffering, you find that there's a classroom that details may be different, but the fact that you're struggling is the same and we can struggle together. And can I just, can I say something on that too? Because I think part of the way that we build that in, and I think Heidemann has done a really fabulous job of this because she um, gave her baby to me and allowed me to bring it to Lyndon, um, is, is through having speakers who were former Be The One students, um, when they come in and they not only speak and tell their stories, but instantly become family with the students who are current be the one students and that connection that they bring and say, you know, like now you represent me and I'm telling my story and I am be the one, right? If you look in our rooms, we have um, be the one graduates all around our rooms. We honor, those are the only students photos that we have in our room are be the one graduates. And I think that, um, 
Heidemann especially tapping into former uh, graduates and having them come in and speak and become family. I think what it does is it instantly takes students who first come to the classroom and don't understand what it is. It builds in that understanding. It breaks down that, you know, some of, I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am at that be- at the beginning of the year. And it builds that family and that trust. And that allows us to then uh, work on that, you know, um, on that self, like building in, like, how do you become self-aware? How do you know those things about yourself? And then extending that out into your neighbor, the person sitting next to you, your family, like it's, it's, it's a lot, but it looks so easy when, when you, when I first went to watch Heidemann do what she was doing at Ridge and then understanding, wow, we need that. And then now understanding, too, that we have the ability to take this and give it to everyone, because I think it's a gift that every school deserves. And now, you know, like, how do how do we do that for others? Mm -hmm. Because I think every school deserves it. Yeah. And that's always the tough. Well, it's one of of many um, sort of tough moments with incredible programs. Um, and I interview so many really cool um, things that teacher schools or programs are doing. And, you know, that question about how do I, how do we scale this great thing? It, you know, it always ultimately comes up and um, it's not an easy thing to do. So how do you take the success of this program and go from, you know, the, the, these two programs where it's working um, and take it, you know, across the region, across the state, across, you know, multi-state region? How, you, how do you make it national if that's the thing that it needs to do? Not necessarily mm-hmm. saying that, you know, things are ready to do those different pieces, but that's a great question. How do you think about sort of what's next for a program that's benefiting kids that more kids would would likely um, take part in if they had the opportunity. How do you do that? Well, Dawn, <laughs> how do you do that as your as an originator? So, I mean, we went from one class of 20. The first group was 20 kids. Um, and then we went to 150. Um, and, and we're seven years in. And so the data is 94% of the kids graduate. Um, that is higher than our school average. That is higher than the district average. Um, you know, uh, how do we do that? Um, the first thing has to be um, district funding. Uh, Carla and I on field trips, Carla is the peanut butter and jelly sandwich maker. And she makes a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when we go take them to like a TED talk or something like that. Um, We buy clothing. I think that's a very important piece that a lot of people overlook. We buy shirts that say be the one. Every year we have a motto. Uh, Last year's motto was grow, change, be the one. This year it's learn, love, lead, be the one. And so we kind of go around that. Every kid gets a T-shirt in the beginning, uh, a sweatshirt at Christmas, and and we have a community partner that wraps those hoodies um, and gorgeous gift wrap. I mean, candy canes and bows and the importance of those things. Um, I think I think we need a champion at the highest level to take a chance. And, and, you know, we've, we've narrowed it down. It costs $125 a student 
to take them to the movies and give them a hoodie and give them a t-shirt and and go on different field trips. That's cheap. That's a bargain. That is really, really cheap when you think about how that translates multi-years in and the kid graduates rather yes, than falling out of the system somehow, right? Well, that's what we say. You know, other wow. things, even if you file truancy, yeah. costs a lot more than $125. 100%. Um, and uh, so it takes... It's going to take, and we've had multiple meetings with the district, with higher personnel, with board members. Um, they all get it. You know, when they come, they all seem to say, you have support, we get it. But it's about making a, um, Carla and I have asked for a full-time. We would like to do this full-time. What, what people don't realize is this is our mini part-time of our day. You know, Carla teaches ninth grade English and a Columbus State English class. I teach eighth grade math. And so it's like you get all in your fields and you have speakers and then like, burr, now I have to teach them how to factor a trinomial, you know, and, and, and how do you do that? So we've asked the district to make us full time, to expand it, like Carla says, and give the gift to others. We would like to stay at Lyndon McKinley, because we think this is a high need school and neighborhood, to stay at Lyndon McKinley uh, during the morning, have us both do it. We could each do 100 kids during the morning. Um, so it'd be 200 kids. It would be 25% of the building. Um, and then in the afternoon, let us go to different schools and train the trainer. Uh, Carla would be at a school one day a week. I would be at that same school a different day of the week. Our community partners have committed that they would follow. Um, they all followed here from Walnut Ridge. Um, so, so that the program kept the integrity and the intention. It, it's not supposed to be for the honor roll students. It's Although if our kids made the honor roll, we'd be excited. But, but we really feel like... Um, you know, IEP students have their own support that's already built into the school day. Um, a lot of athletes have their coaches as their support system. And so what we really try to do is identify the kids that are falling through the cracks and don't have a support. And I think those are at every school. And I think every school has a Heidemann or a Heggie that would do this one period a day instead of their duty. The beauty of that is that if we expanded it to other schools, then every field trip would be multiple schools in one location. And I think we could start to address the violence across the city and the youth. You know, when Carla and I were at separate schools, we would go on field trips together. And here you have kids that are strong rivals on the street or in sports holding each other's hands to do a hula hoop exercise at a rec center. Carla, what do you think about that? Yeah, it, I mean, the, the very first time we did it, um, you know, they just, it was amazing how quickly they just dove right in and were playing like they were kids, playing on the court, on the basketball court together, laughing. Um, kids from the, you know, from, from Ridge and kids from Linden together, um, they grew into family. Um, everywhere we went, we went together as, as one team. Um, and I think it's entirely possible. I, wouldn't that be fabulous to see um, kids from four different high schools getting together as one community and making a difference 
you know, I mean, the partnership that we could build to make a difference in our city, I think would be um, impactful. I can remember, Carla, a city uh, championship basketball game and, and Walnut Ridge was playing Linden and authorities were keeping the two fan bases separated. And yep. a student from Walnut Ridge wanted to cross into the Linden territory and said, my brother's over there. And so authorities allowed him to go see his brother. Well, it wasn't biological, but it was his be the one brother. And he smiles with them and takes a selfie. And, and you know, those are the things I think are, are, I think the youth violence in the city is out of control. I think we need to try something different. Um, and I think that a lot of times when you try something different, they are pilots. We, this is seven years. Yeah, you're so ready to scale, ladies. You're ready to scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pilot phase is over. This is working too well, right? Um, the just the the things that you're seeing come from this, just incredible. And the sadness is, you know, for me, truthfully, the sadness is right now, if Carla or I walk away, mm-hmm. the program's half. Mm-hmm. If we had both walk away, it's, gone. it's over. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. And, and you know so that's the fear. Yeah, and that's and it's a very real fear. I just want to acknowledge that statement because um, I can't tell you how many times in my work, um, you know, around the education space, I've encountered these incredible programs. And unfortunately, until you can get to the point where you can build that internal capacity around that great work, this is always the thing that happens, right? So we do these great things, and then the people that are leaving and are passionate about them, if something happens or they go, they go away, or that you know, teachers retire, so on and so forth. And then these programs dissipate and that that all of the incredible work somehow um, can get lost in that. And so I love the the, the thinking that you have um, around trying to figure out how to train others uh, to do what you do. And I think that you had a really great point. You know, every school can easily have a Heidelman and a Heggy and you can be doing this. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it sounds like it's a manageable endeavor that um, school administrators just literally need to say, I'm going to take this moment and we're going we're gonna to invest in some professional development on our staff to bring this program here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd love to see it. We would love to see it. Um, you know, and, I, and I, think, I think it's weird sometimes how people on the fringe see it. You know, we've won the Jefferson Award. We've won the Liberator Award for our work in human trafficking. Um, we won the first ever Diversity and Inclusion Award through the Social Worker Department with Dr. Curtis at Ohio State. Um, and so, you know, we have we have um, we're releasing a very large video um, that's getting ready to hit the scene in February with uh, Larry Smith from Six Word Memoir, which is a national nonprofit. Uh, we've had. David Brown include us in many Harmony Project activities. And so we have people on the outside. Nationwide has fully funded um, quality improvement projects that the kids have done. And, and quite honestly, they won the Service Above Self Fair last year. Um, and so, so we have a lot of people saying yes. We just need the right people to say yes and that we're in it. We're in it. We're not just supporters we're going to allow it to take that next big step. Um, you know, and, and this started before the pandemic. And, you know, quite honestly, it was an SEL program before SEL were those three major buzz letters. And, um, and, and I would hate for it to go away. 
You know, I would hate for all the work, not that it would be in vain. You know, we've watched, you know, close to 100 students walk across the stage. Um, and it's changed families. You know, there there's a, a there's a family that I had the three boys at Walnut Ridge and they all graduated. And then Carla had the two other boys here at Linden. One graduated last year and the next one's up. And so the entire family will graduate because of the support, you know, and how that changes the family, mm-hmm. I think is, is impactful. Oh, and, and it changes the entire community, right? The, the community within the school, the community within the neighborhood, the community within the family structures. Um, so incredible, incredible impact. So, um, you know, ladies, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sort of share the story of the work that you're doing. Um, and I'm super hopeful that um, folks that are listening to this are going to be reaching out. We will provide um, some information and some links um, so that folks that are interested in the potential of, you know, seeing if this program can somehow come to your school, I hope that you will uh, reach out um, to these ladies and see if that can be possible. But thank you so much um, for the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up step back and lean in to reimagine education.